Hi everyone, this is Serena and please do tune in to my podcast which I will just be discussing about the internal medicine board review. Uh most of the topics are uh, totally uh, aligned towards that and hence uh the podcasts are designed to complete a block of uh, uh subject on that matter. Uh please feel free to comment uh and we shall get back to your questions. Thank you for listening. So first uh, I like to start the topic with infectious disease and hence we're going to start with one of the most common complaints in the ED in the hospital everywhere wherever you go patients are going to come and ask you for this so we're going to talk about UTI uh now uti is generally divided on the location of where the infection happens it's usually the urinary tract has a lower urinary tract system and upper urinary tract system so if you get any kind of infection in the lower urinary tract symptoms it's usually called a cystitis or like prostatitis and if you, it goes up uh to the kidneys or the ureters and it's sort of called pyelonephritis we all know that um so also like sometimes we just think it's simple pylo when we palpate uh, the patient's costal vertebral angle and uh it's it's tender patient has fever chills dysuria everything's there but sometimes they might even have perinephric abscess which we we don't commonly think about when we see patients but i think that should be uh in your differential once you start treating the patient in the next 40 72 hours if they are not improving then think about uh perinephric abscess or like you know uh kidney abscesses definitely do think about it especially in diabetic patients a lot of things can get uh, uh can happen so moving on uh to a different kind of classification where they sort of classify urinary tract infections based on complications is it complicated is it uncomplicated if a simple like you know sexually active 25 year old gets a urinary tract infection that is totally normal and that is not complicated but if that same 25 year old lady she becomes pregnant and she has a uti then that's complicated so i think that is something that really needs to be defined earlier in the time uh when you see the patient and kind of look at the demographic is it a male or female are they pregnant or not so do definitely rule out pregnancy when the patient comes in with a uti um because you know if a patient has uti and they are pregnant it's complicated so basically uh so uti in men uh in pregnant women uh who have any kind of foreign indwelling catheter they have a calculi there if they have kidney disease they immunocompromised they definitely have obstruction um they have urinary retention from like neurological bladder and if this is something uh while they are in the hospital or in a healthcare setting where they sort of get uh febrile and have utis that that all points out to be complicated uti so basically what i think of complicated uti are like very unusual cases like men having uti and women with pregnancy and i sort of think of other things are like you know if there's something like unusual things like kidney disease or like if there's a catheter present then obviously those are all like complicated and especially obstruction of the, if there's calculi and all of that 
so those are all complicated uti usually uh, from uh, from my understanding then we are going to move on uh, to the microbiology of all of this so usually like e coli is what we are taught since med school to be the number one cause of uti and it's originally usually originates from the fecal matter so might want to educate patients about how they clean themselves after all of that and there's like bunch of other um organisms like enterobacteriaceae group uh, like streptococcus galacti enterococci staphylococcus saprophyticus those are all the good microbiology uh, pertaining to uti and then you know then we kind of move on and you know there's healthcare associated uti or uh, catheter associated urinary tract infection which we call as cotti and you know they might have like more complicated bacteria which are causing the uti some of the organisms are enterobacteria providencia pseudomonas morin morganella citrobacter and um so that's 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 a brief uh, story about uh, the microorganisms and now we're going to move on to uh, you know for formulative diagnosis of a urinary tract infection so usually it's usually the first step in the ed is they usually get a urine dip um and it's usually either positive or it's negative completely and if it's positive and they usually look for like if there's more than or equal to 10 leukocytes it's definitely a pyuria and uh the the dipstick sort of lights up when there's leukocyte hysteresis now leukocyte hysteresis is present in uh is 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 a uh, is something that's uh sort of secreted from the wbcs so if they have leukocytes there in the urine where you are not supposed to have uh wbcs then you're going to get this uh, then you have this uh, positivity and uh, sort of you kind of think why is someone having wbcs in their urine it's either an infection or is there some kind of stone is there or some kind of inflammation is happening usually and then the other thing that we look for is there any bacteria present there is there any bacteriuria that's also commented in the urine analysis and uh, you know further along we sort of look for is there any gross or microscopic hematuria is there any cast that's seen in the ua um then we look for uh, is is it positive for nitrates and then we think if it's positive then there might be some gram negative bacteria that usually converts the nitrates to nitrites uh so that's also something to look uh, look forward to usually we get like um midstream urine from a straight cath in patients who can't give us the proper urine and it's usually pretty good actually and uh, if you get that uh, straight cath urine and analy- uh, urine culture and sensitivity result and usually if there's a growth of more than 10 to the power 5 colony forming units uh, per ml of urine then we think of probable uti so um now i think there's a good question on this and it's usually states like if there's some simple cystitis then you do not need to have urine culture and sensitivity done uh, so please make note of that you you know might want to treat them you know without getting urine culture and sensitivity especially this is true uh, when uh, someone who calls you up in the middle of the night and ask you for an antibiotic then go ahead give it to them if they don't have a history of having resistance or like you know reinfection then you know you do not need to get cultures done but if they do have recurrent episodes of uti then definitely getting a ua and a urine culture and sensitivity result is more important um then we talk about imaging not everyone gets imaging on the first day that they come to us it really depends on your clinical picture if you don't see an obstruction 
you don't see a pilo i don't usually get images but it really depends uh you know usually it's advised not to get uh uh you know uh, not to get imaging immediately in the ed but it really depends on your clinical judgment if you feel like there's a probable stone then i would definitely get a non con ct scan of uh, the abdomen and pelvis uh, but if i don't feel like there's a stone but i want to make sure the patient doesn't have any obstruction no hydronephrosis no pilo then i would get a ultrasound it's pretty cheap a retroperitoneal ultrasound is a very cheap uh, option um and you know for some cases if i feel like there's perinephric abscess or there's intra abdominal uh, intra renal like abscesses then i would cons- uh, consider getting a contrast ct scan so uh usually what we do in terms of management wise is uh you know we sort of divide this into different char- characteristics and uh, symptomatic bacteria is present when more than 10 to the power 5 colony forming unit is present in two specimen in women and one specimen in men or more than 10 to the power 2 colony forming unit is present in a catheterized specimen this is both in men and women um and if a patient has no signs of infection then you don't need to treat asymptomatic bacteria except for in pregnant patients you need to treat them and you need to do a repeat culture and sensitivity of the urine to make sure that you've completely eradicated uh the bacteria from the urine and also like you probably have to treat a symptomatic bacteria especially when people are going for like urological procedures i think that's that's when we only treat them otherwise do not treat your patient with a symptomatic bacteria then moving on to cystitis now cystitis is sort of like you know suprapubic pain uh you have that localized dysuria and complaints only located in the bladder region and you know mostly it's caused by simple e coli and we sort of treat them if 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 it's a simple case then we treat them with like nitrofurantoin tmp smx or you can give like one dose of phosphomycin and say hey you're done with it but it's really expensive um so the second line is uh, the second line options is when you cannot give any of these due to contraindication or allergies to nitrofurantoin or tmp smx then you would think of like beta lactam antibiotics Although I don't usually use these antibiotics like amoxiclav, um ceftenar, ceflaclor, uh cefodoxamine. I mean all of these options are there. You might give them for 5 days and and you may even consider giving them fluoroquinolones for 3 days and end it. Um the only reason why we push we are pushing away from fluoroquinolones is over the past couple of years in the United States apparently there's a lot of resistance to fluoroquinolones and we don't usually like to use it unless it's if it's really indicated okay so what do we do in pregnant patients so pregnant patients we need to give them something that's not going to affect the baby so you know all the beta lactam antibiotics are sort of safe and you can also give nitrofurantoin it uh, as well and you can also consider giving cephalosporin group of antibiotics as well um then we can uh, so next moving on to pyelonephritis now pyelonephritis is something which patients have positive costovertebral angle tenderness and it's usually like you know is the patient able to take antibiotics orally are they not nauseous or vomiting or like really septic then you know i would treat them as an outpatient um but if they have like a septic picture they're having nausea vomiting then you definitely want to admit them um so uh, how do we you know uh, how do we treat them if if we think they're you know dischargeable we keep them in the ed for a couple of 
hours and we sort of give them you know you know what is what is your baseline fluoroquinolone resistance around your town if it's more than 10% then definitely give one dose of iv ceftriaxone and um or you might give like one dose of aminoglycoside and then continue treatment for 7 days of ciprofloxacin or 5 days of acofloxacin and continue the course for 10 to 14 days now that's something we could do um if the patient does, does not live in a community where there's fluoroquinolone resistance then you may just treat them with a 7 day course or 5 day course of uh, you know quinolones and you know complete it for like uh, you know uh, sorry did i say uh, 10 to 14 days i meant to say uh, yeah so you would give like 7 to 5 days in uncomplicated cases and if it gets complicated then you might have to uh, complete the duration for 10 to 14 days depending on how complicated the situation is Now I know like some people might be allergic to fluoroquinolone so we uh, tend to give uh, you know Bactrim in those cases for 14 days. And if patient is like having severe nausea vomiting septic to the point that they cannot you know go home then you know you might want to um uh, start them on IV antibiotics. Now I'll come to the IV antibiotics in a bit but even if like after starting antibiotics 72 hours and not improving then definitely get a cat scan uh and you have to follow up on uh then you have to sort of uh, treat them with uh like iv uh fluoroquinolones at that point um 